Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, Courtney Fallon, NFL Network on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Source guest line. Truly steps beyond convenience. Courtney, do you ever have to catch yourself uh, from saying Super Bowl in situations where you're not allowed to utter the words Super Bowl like I just kind of caught myself in? I can say Super Bowl. Yeah. Why, why can't I say the Super Bowl? Yeah, I guess because you're NFL Network, like you could say Super Bowl whenever you want, right? But like me, you know, when we do like these little promo spots or whatever, you know, I'm not allowed to say Super Bowl. I got to call it like the really, really big, super awesome game, you know? <laughs> why? Because you're a Dolphin fan. Is that why? Well, no. I, I think mean, that well, I have to catch. <laughs> I have to catch myself sometimes when when talking about the Gate. I can't use that word, the D word. I have to say like four game suspension. You have to kind of like. Trickle around those things. Is that, that, is that true? Ball, yeah. Is that true? You have to dance around the flake gate sometimes. No, sometimes you just got to be careful. You know, I mean, just because because of the entire situation, and especially covering the New England Patriots, you know, you can't. You, know, you have to respect. You have to respect the league, and then you have to respect. You know, the, the decision that was put down on uh, the Patriots quarterback. So. Plus, you also don't want to be on Tom's dad's list. That's another reason. Yeah, you don't need Mr. Brady coming out and uh, singling out Courtney Fallon, right? I, I feel so bad. I, mean, I don't know if you guys watched the, uh, the Patriots speaking to the media last night, but Tom Brady had a pretty emotional response. Earlier in the morning, he spoke to a Boston radio station, and they asked him, you know, what's the deal about your dad? He came out again. He had some pretty harsh words for the commissioner. And he laughed, and he said, listen, I, I told my dad that he's not allowed to speak to the media anymore, so you won't have a problem with that. But then a seven-year-old kid standing at the podium asked him, who's your hero? And Tom Brady responded, it's my dad. And he started to choke up. And then he said, you know, how do you respond to, to, those, to those things that your father says, you know, when he's trying to defend you? And he says, listen, I'm a dad, he's a dad. And he choked, he, he started crying. Well, yeah, we, was, we played I that mean, clip this morning, oh, you know. Man. Zazzle thought it was rehearsed. Well, well here's the thing. Oh, here's man. the thing. Help me out, no, Courtney. No here's the way. thing. Sounded rehearsed. Well, here's the thing. Help no, me out here, Courtney. No, because no, no, no. Here, here's like he the thing. It in America. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. I had no idea who asked the question or where the question came from. Who, where, where did this seven-year-old boy come from? Who is he? Uh, did you see that there was Ed from the Good Burger there last night? There were there were angels and demons and Cinderella and Prince Charming. I mean, this was who knows who the seven year old boy came from, but it could have been a seven year old boy reporter. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you saw the scene there last night. Anything goes. So I, I don't think that you can question whether someone placed a seven year old boy at Tom Brady's podium. I think that was pure and it was from the heart and. Knowing Tom Brady and covering him for as many years as I have, I got to tell you, a lot of people ask me this question all the time. Is he real? Is he real? And it's just, you know, he he's as real as it comes. I, I don't think that he does not fake any emotions. He doesn't plan anything. I mean, that's, that was from the heart. 
You know, I wonder, did uh, I, I brought this up earlier in all seriousness. I brought this up earlier in the show. Did anyone, was anyone asking him about his relationship with President Trump last night? Because, you know, in most cases, if you ask him, uh, uh, if you ask him something he doesn't like, he could just step off the podium and say, all right, guys, I'm done for today. I'll talk to you tomorrow. But in a session like last night with Media Day, they're sitting on that podium for 60 minutes and they can't go anywhere. Like, did, do, you, do you happen to know if anyone grilled him about the president last night? I know that the question was brought up during the week by the media, um, but I think that that's a subject that I'd rather stay away from as well. I have to challenge you a little bit, Courtney, on, on this notion sure. that Tom Brady's the realist uh, that you've uh, that you've been around. Strawberries, here. strawberries, because come on. you know it seems to me that that claim would be hard to make about anybody on the Patriots organization, just because that organization is pretty tight-lipped and they and they try to sort of avoid the media controversy. And it seems like to me, Tom Brady gives pretty good PC, you know, cupcake answers most of the time to avoid saying anything real, which is completely fine. I understand why, but that's the sense that I've gotten from him. Um, listen, you know, Tom Brady is in the final chapters of his uh, historic NFL career, and he is a magnet for criticism, but you have to break it down to what he's done on the field. I mean, he's walking into his seventh Super Bowl in the last 16 years. That's the most of any player in NFL history, regardless of position. He's on the doorstep of a fifth Super Bowl ring, and, you know, in, in everything that's happened in this last Six months or so or nine months or so with Deflategate and, you know, how defiant he was and, you know, whether or not you really believe that he is a cheater or he was just a role model pinned unfairly to a power struggle with the league's front office, you have to understand that, you know, it, he doesn't really say much outside of what he's required in those two or three minutes that are, that are required from him after the game. I mean, that's the Patriot way. That's how... Bill Belichick has trained these players in the organization to speak to the media. But anytime, I mean, you saw extra emotion from Brady this year. You saw a little extra from him, but you could tell that it wasn't necessarily, um, you know, it's not, I, don't, I don't think that, that, that what, he's, what he's been saying outside of, outside of the, you know, his press conferences is, is rehearsed. I think that it's really truly from the heart. And, you know, I, I think that he has to be careful, especially after he, you know, gave in to that four-game suspension. He served the suspension. He kept tight lips. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to run yourself into trouble with you know with with the league front office anymore. And I, I think that I, I don't think anything that he says is, is rehearsed outside of making sure that he doesn't get himself into further trouble. Courtney, we opened up the show this morning talking about how we were kind of glad that we were not out there in Houston. Come Sunday night. When this thing's all over and said and done with, how excited will you be to get on a plane and get the hell out of there? <laughs> well, I'm actually, I just got, I went to the Patriots parade in, um, in Foxborough yesterday, so I had, I had to head back to New York. So I, I am glad that I'm not in Houston. I agree. I think it's, it's, a, it's a pretty crazy mess out there. But, you know, I mean, hey, it's the Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's the most exciting event, you know, of the year. Have you uh now you're you're a Boston girl, okay, and obviously you spent a lot of time around the Patriots. We we spoke to Bob Ryan last week and asked him to give us a little bit of a sense of what this Super Bowl means in Boston and to the Patriot fans because I mean look, they're going for their fifth, all right. They've won four previous, but you got all the extra drama surrounding this year. So can you give us a little bit of a sense because Bob Ryan told us last week he thinks that this one to the Patriot fans, the Boston sports fan, is as meaningful as any of the previous four. I agree. I thought you were going to say that, but that Bob Ryan 
ripped the <laughs> ripped the New England fan base because Bob Ryan and Dan Shaughnessy are, are legendary sports writers in Boston, but they are very quick to criticize the, the fan base down there. So I'm glad that he said that that was as meaningful. I could not agree more. I, I think that this is this is the most important Super Bowl of all of them. Not only just what it means for the Brady Belichick um, coaching coaching quarterback combo. The fact that they're going their seventh Super Bowl, they'd win their fifth. I mean, you're topping Brady's boyhood idol, Joe Montana, and Terry Bradshaw. It kind of puts them over the top history-wise. But I think, yes, again, given everything that's happened this year, with the D word, (laughs) the fact that Brady had to step away for a month's suspension, um, just the criticism and everything that the fans have gone through, I think think it really, truly hurt the fans more than really – it hurt Tom Brady. I mean, I know that he took it very seriously. He has an insatiable work ethic, and he didn't want to miss any games. But the fans in Boston are, are, are more upset about what happened to their quarterback than, than I think the quarterback himself. And winning a Super Bowl and watching, you know, the commissioner hand a trophy over to, to Tom Brady after everything he went through, that is the most satisfying moment, I believe, that would be for them. I understand the, the I understand the the uh, suspension of course being frustrating for fans but couldn't you say also couldn't it be argued that it's actually worked out better for the team because I mean he got a rest for four four weeks you still won games during that time you know so it seems like maybe maybe it worked out in the end in his favor I don't I, I don't think so at all I think any time that you miss your your future Hall of Fame quarterback for four games I think that it's you don't want him off the field. I think that that was a huge risk that they took, and they didn't know what they were going to get out of Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't know what they were going to get from the offensive line. I mean, granted that you know this is an offensive line that came in that was you know they had no push off off the they had no running game. They you know you, you didn't know you didn't know what was going to happen. You could have gone 0 and 4, and you know I mean, you could have taken your risk as to you know what Brady was going to do in Week Five. But and Jimmy Garoppolo just came like a bat out of hell and just didn't. <laughs> And impressed everyone. I mean, it blew everyone's expectations away, including mine. Um, but no, I, I don't think it worked out better for him for them at all. You know, I, I think going forward, the Patriots are going to invest heavily into the offensive line to make sure that Brady's jersey keeps clean and that he can continue his dominance. And you know, for as well, however long he wants to play, I know he wants to play until he's like 65 years old. But <laughs> I just, I. I I think that you you want to see you want to see 12 under center, especially these Patriots fans. You know they want to see 12 under center, and um, you know you don't you never want to lose. Um, you never not don't not want to have your starting quarterback. You always see the greats, and they always find some way to motivate themselves every year going into to a season. And this year clearly was the motivation of what happened with him in the suspension at the beginning of the season. Now is going to be possibly retiring Ben Roethlisberger, competing against Matt Ryan, probably the lone remaining good quarterback out there right now. What do you think moving forward can be Tom's motivation after having so many rings, so many championships, so many conquests? What do you see going forward if you've ever talked to Tom about it? What can be his next motivating factor? His motivating factor, and it was funny because there were a couple of quotes from him on this yesterday. You know, they're they're trying to get the word revenge game, and they're trying to get the word, you know, you know, anger, motivation, you know, what's your motivation? Are you really motivated by what happened to you this season? And he said, absolutely not. On numerous occasions, he said, you know, my, my teammates are what motivates me. You have to think about 
this guy and he's come in and I mean, I'm not going to necessarily sit here on the radio and have this conversation about, you know, what makes one quarterback greater than the other. But you, I think it's, it's, an, it's an undenying, you know, underlying theme that Brady has, you know, done all of this with basically no number one receivers. I mean, granted he did, you know, he did develop Rob Gronkowski. That was one name, but I mean, earlier in his career, he's, Winning Super Bowls with guys like Rache Caldwell and David Patton and, you know, and, and these no name, you know, no name guys. Uh, Wes Welker was nothing, you know, and he made him into something. So, you know, I, I think that his, he said yesterday on a couple of occasions, like, listen, I, this is about my teammates and about how hard they have worked earlier in the season and about the player personnel moves that they did in the offseason, you know, and drafting guys like Malcolm Mitchell, you know, and picking up guys like Chris Hogan you know, in the off season and watching how hard Deion Lewis has worked. So I, I think that I think that he does it for, you know, for the rest of the team, not necessarily for himself, because yeah, again, if you win five Super Bowls then, you know, what else is there to play for? I guess, you know, there always is. Yeah, Courtney, before we let you go here, you know, anyone that we've had on from Boston recently over the last few weeks, I asked them uh, about the movie Patriots Day with Mark Wahlberg oh, uh, because I, I, I don't understand anyone that would want to see it. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, th- maybe there are some people in Boston who, who want to, uh, you know, just see the movie that's about their city and, and a historic, uh, unfortunate, tragic weekend. Uh, but from my perspective, I, I wouldn't want to sit through that and, and be made sad or made angry. Uh, have you seen the movie? Is that something that you're even interested in? I am interested in, in seeing that movie, but ironically enough, so when Patriots Day happened, I was my first, I had just moved down to Florida. And ironically, you know, I think the, the, the Patriots, you know, the Boston Marathon parade, or Boston Marathon is usually on my birthday around the same year. So the year before, um, I had been with a girlfriend of mine. It was my birthday, and we had been sitting on the same stoop outside of the bar that was bombed, you know, so and I, at the same time. So I have, I have pictures of myself from a year, exactly a year before, leaning against that, that bar that was, that was bombed right next to where, you know, the, the backpack was placed um, around the same time. So, you know, I mean, that, when that happened, that really, really seriously upset me. Um, you know, I mean, I, I stayed up all night. I was crying, and I, I just, I mean, the movie, I've seen, I've seen previews of the movie, um, you know, when they're running around, they're having to chase, they're chasing them around in Watertown. That's, that's two towns down from where I grew up. I, I have to say that I, I will eventually see the movie, but I think it just hits too close to home for me right now. Uh, Courtney, enjoy the game this weekend. We are not rooting for the same team as you are, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, no one's perfect. You know, it'll be all right. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the game this weekend. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you very much for having me. All right, that's Courtney Fallon right there, NFL Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.